The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Isaac Shehebad In honor of his parents Jack and Marilyn Hashem Alehim Yichyu Amen Daf Mem Tet Today's daf is being studied Le'ilu Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther Today's dap is being studied. We begin today's dap on Memchet Amud Bet, and we start three lines after they get wide. And we start with the words, We had a machloket in the Mishnah regarding the bowls that were on top of the southwestern corner of the Mizbeah bowls where they used to make misukha maim and yayin according to Tanakama they were made out of silver according to the Biuda they were made out of limestone but because they became blackened as a result of the wine so they looked like silver so the Gemara says bishlamadi yayin mashhir so you understand the receptacle that you put the wine in it became blackened from the wine that's why it looked like silver demaya amay mashhir but how did the water bowl become blackened if all you're doing is pouring water in it? So the Gemara says, Since we learned, Since we learned in the Mishnah, that if they made a mistake, it's okay. If they poured the wine in the water and the water in the wine bowl, it's okay. So it seems that that's what happens sometimes. They made mistakes. And therefore, it was enough mistakes to turn it Black in order to think that it was made out of silver, even though it was really indeed limestone. <coughs> so we said that there was two uh, spouts on the bowls. Actually, hotamim is like nostrils uh, coming out of them. So we said that one of them was a wider uh, spout, when one of them was a more narrow spout. The language of the Mishnah is ehad ehad dak. So the Gemara says, The Gemara is going to analyze why one would be wide and one would be narrow. So the Gemara is assuming at this point that the Mishnah is following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, not the rabbis. What's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? Rabbi Yehuda held that Nisuch was done with one log of Shemin. And Nisuch which was done every day, was done with three login. So therefore, in order to keep it um, equal flow, so you had to make a narrower hole on the water, so it will come out the same time, even with the wine that has three times the amount. So we're thinking at this point, the issue is over here, of the narrow and the wide hole is an issue of quantity. Because if you're going like the Yehuda, you had three times more wine than you had water. So therefore, on the wine, you were able to keep it as a... A uh, more wide hole spout, and on the water, a more narrow, so it'll come out 
evenly. Yeah. So the Gemara says no. That's right. The Rabbanan, because we tell Mister Rabbanan, ki hadad eninu. Because according to Rabbanan, it's three log of water and three log of wine. They're the equal measure. So why would you have to make the spouts different sizes? The Gemara says no. Afilu tema Rabbanan. I can even tell you it's Rabbanan. Uh, even though it's equal size, Hamra Samich, the wine is thick in consistency, Maya Kalish, and water is thin in consistency. And therefore, again, for it to have an even flow equally to come out at the same time, you need to make the water spout narrower so it comes out uh, you know, slower, as opposed to the wine that comes out uh, thicker. They'll be able to make a wider spout. So the Gemara Hakin Amim Mistabra makes sense to say the Mishnah is following the opinion of Rabbanan Dei Rabbi Yehuda, because if it's following Rabbi Yehuda, Rahav veKatsar Ite. The language he uses is wide, Rahav and Katsar narrow, as opposed to the language of the Mishnah, which is Meubeh thick and thin. It seems that the words Rahav and Katsar are more diverse, meaning. Something that's wide and narrow means it shows that it's very wide to very narrow. And when you have different measurements, like three to one, so that would be the proper language to use as opposed to uh, thick and thin, which would be a less uh, uh, divergence than the shiur. And the Gemara proves this. The Tanya, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Shnei Kashvaot Hayusham. Kashvaot is a sacred vessel. There were two sacred vessels in the Beit HaMikdash, on the Mizbeah. Had Shel Ma'ayim ve Had Shel Ya'ayim. Shel Ya'ayim Pihar Rachav. The language he uses, it was a wide-mouthed vessel. So they both will end simultaneously. That what? That you see the Mishnah is indeed going like Rabbanam. Now let's catch up on Nashis. Nashis says, Lema matnitin. Now we know why Yain, the Torah clearly says, Lema'itahin, Benesketamin, Hanu Gimelugin. Is three log. In the Hind is twelve log. So therefore, the Bi'aitain would be three log. That's how you get that. Samich av umayakalish of Yotim benekev katan. It will come out of a narrow spout. How can I restore my Tina Banani? The Ilra Budala Habi Katsari, the Klomar, Shamina led the Belashon Ehad Rahab, the Had Katsar Kamal. He used a language of Rahab and Katsar, the Lobeson Meobe Bedak. Now, Rahab Mashma Yoter Al Katsar Tfe, Mitura de Meobe Al Bedak. She's the difference between Rahab and Katsar is bigger. The difference between Meobe and Dak. And since you're dealing with three times the amount, so that was the language that he used. Comes the Gemaran continues. Tanur Rabbanan. Ma'asib Sidduki Yachad. There was a story with the Sidduki. Shinisech al Gaber Aglav. And he poured the Yai, the Mayim, instead of into the Mizbah, he poured it on his feet. Uragmu Kola'am Betrogehen. And the whole nation, they stoned him with their Etrogim. Ve'otoayom Nifkema Kedin Mizbah. Now, since they threw the Etrogim, it broke the corner of the Mizbeah. Which is the southwestern corner of the Zewei stands. There's a corner. There's four corners on the Mizbeah. They're an Ammah, by an Ammah, and they are an Ammah high as well. So when they were pelting the Itrogim, it seems the Itrogim hit the corners of the Mizbeah and caused them to be the break. Wow. Not to fall off, but to become uh, lacking. Some of the stones, it seems, came out. So the Gemara says, so what did they do? They brought a fistful of salt, and they sealed up the uh, breach in the kerim. Now, not to think that by breaching it with this salt that it makes it kosher. Once the mizbeah is pagum with one of the keranot, it's pasul the mizbeah. You cannot use it. So don't think that the breach of salt made the mizbeah kasher. 
the mizbeach is still not kasher. So what they breach it for then? It was more of a marit ayin. They didn't want the look of the mizbeach to look as if it is blemished. So they just, you know, they patched it up with the salt, uh, you know, uh, 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 salt. But really, did not that it made it kasher. So the mishnah at the bottom says over here nifkema dashi. So that she's much of them. Besides Itrugim, they also stoned them. So on the rocks that they stoned them, it broke the corner of the Mizbeach. Bullshit, Melech, Melech, Egnof. It's a fistful. Not don't think that the Mizbeach becomes Kasher because for this Ela, I can show you the Pagum of Ter Kavod. Out of Kavod to the Mizbeach. Shekol Mizbeach, She'en lo, lo Kevesh, Velo Keren, Velo Yesod, Velo Ribua, Pasul Avodah. The Gemara tells us the vital necessities that are needed for Mizbeah, and without them the Mizbeah becomes Pasul. Any Mizbeah that's not out of a Kevish, Kevish is the ramp that was on the southern side that uh, went up to the Mizbeah, right? They're not kidding, nor it doesn't have a Kerin, or one of the Kerin, I don't know, one of the corners are uh, damaged. Velo Yesod, Yesod we learned is the base that went around the Mizbeah. Velo Ribua, nor let's say it doesn't have a perfect square, which means the base of the Mizbeah was 32 Amot, the next level was 30 Amot, the top of the Mizbeah was 28 Amot, but they were perfect squares. Pasul Avodah, so that Mizbeah indeed becomes Pasul for service. Now she tells us why. She called Mizbeah Tap Rashi. Laachi en kashil Avodah, she called Mizbeah she en lo Kerin. Vekevesh, veyisod, veribua, pasul avodah, hachi garsinan, keren, what is the keren? Even ama al ama berum ama. One ama by one ama, uh, height, an ama, lechol keren, on each side. Veyisod, ainu ama kinisari shona. That's the first, uh, ama, right, that in, in that the, uh, it protrudes inside, you know, into the mizbah, it's a ledge like on the bottom of the, um, uh, the, uh, foundation of the, uh, mizbah. Veribua, sheenu meruba. Nibua means if it's not totally squared. In chesed achat mukol elu pasul. Now what's the reason? V'ta'ama amar avuna b'shvidat kadashim kol makom shenewar hamizbeach. Anytime the Torah says the word hamizbeach le'akiv, it's an item that is me'akiv, meaning if it doesn't have it, it's going to be pasul. Ta'achimashva hamizbeach zeu hamizbeach ha'asuikim. When it says the pasul hamizbeach, means the mizbeach must be like this, and if it's not, it's invalid. The anak and all these items that we mentioned bikulehu ketiv hamizbeach. In all the pesukim that refer to these things, the word hamizbeach is used. For example, akedanot hamizbeach betzbacha. Okay, so it says akedanot hamizbeach ben nemeluim ubekevesh ketiv el pene hamizbeach. Now, to the face of the mizbeach, that's the front of the mizbeach where the kevesh was. Ve'akevesh upanav shel mizbeach. The ramp is the face of the mizbeach because it's facing the mizbeach when you walk up it. Shu shu. Right, that's the entrance of it, so to speak. That's how you rise up to it. Ubi yisod ketiv el yisod hamizbeach. Ubi ribua ketiv labua yeyeh hamizbeach. So therefore, basically, since this is hamizbeach and all these pesukim, so you see that if these items are not there, it is indeed me'akev. Comes again, says Rabbi Yosef bar Yudah Mer Av hasobed. Even the sobed, that was the second tier of the mizbeach that protruded, where actually the Kohanim used to walk around that ledge in order to sprinkle the blood and put the, uh, uh, do the Korbanot on the Mizbeah. Now, Rabbi Yosef holds that uh, when the Torah uses the word Karkov, it says Karkov HaMizbeah, he knows the word Karkov is actually the Sovev, that ledge. And therefore, as she says, Rabbi Yosef, 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 
they learned that the word Karkov is not the Sovev, it's the Kiyor, it's the sink. And therefore, it's got nothing to do with the Mizbah, therefore they did not include the Sovev. Comes the Gemara, because Amar Bar Bar Hana, Amar Yohanan, Shitin Meshechet Yemeh Bereshit Debreu. And we go back to the Mizbah, we learned that on the Mizbah itself, you had two holes, where the wine and the water would... Uh, uh, drain into, and those holes would go all the way to the bottom of Zbeyah, all the way to the Tehom, underneath the ground, uh, you know, uh, in, out, out of the Bet HaMikdash uh, even. Yeah. So therefore, they give us such a hadush now, that these, this Tehom, these shitin that they called them, right, the pipes that were on the Mizbeah, that went all the way down to the home, they was already prepared from the six days of creation. This is already, that home, that area, was already prepared from the six days. Shreemar, and the Gemara quotes a pasuk actually from Shira Shirim, uh, which literally means, Hamuke is something that is concealed, right? Yerechayich is sides, or the thighs, or the sides of something. The concealed thighs, kemo halaim, are like jewels, ma'ase oman, made from a expert craftsman. Now the Gemara explains, what are these concealed sides? Elu hashitim. This is referring to the shitin of the Mizbeah. Because by the Mizbeah, you don't see the shitin. It's concealed. Because after all, it's underground. Right? They go into Mizbeah all the way underground. Kemo halaim. So the Gemara is doresh to what halaim of like the word halal. Halal is hollowness. Shemechudlalin v'yurdin adatom. That these holes actually are hollow and go all the way down to the depths Underground, ma'aseh de oman, they're a work of the craftsmen, zu ma'aseh de umanuto, shlakatos baruchu. Which means they were fashioned by Borei Olam himself during the shitim and ma'aseh bereshit. Now let's read Rashi, shitim, halal shetarata mizbeach, like the halonis under the mizbeach, keneged makom nesachim, that corresponded to the place where they made the nesachim, hamuke sitre. The hidden, concealed part. Nashon Hamakavar. Okay. Next Rashi. Maasei yedeh umenatot shalchus baruchu. Garcina baalehem kara David. Don't garcina. I'm fine. Okay. Now there's an opinion later on. We're going to see in the next period that actually David Amelech made these uh, holes. But obviously this opinion does not agree with that. That's why she takes out the Gersa. Then he knew what David Amelech. This was done by Borealam himself. Okay. Tana de Bere Bishmael Bereshit. The word Bereshit. But it says Bereshit Bara Elohim. What does the word Bereshit mean? Al Tekre Bereshit. Don't read it Bereshit. Ela Bara Shit. That Bore Olam created the sheet. What's the sheet? The Shittim. So you see over right in the first word in the Torah, it tells us already that Bore Olam created the Shittim. So you see, this opinion of Talit Bereshit Shemet is concurring with the first opinion of Rabbi Hanan. Both agree that it was done by Bore Olam. Tanakalos Baruch Hu fashioned it. Thank you. Baruch Atah Anurai Eloheinu Melecha. Now, Tosfot does point out that in the next period we're going to see the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan that says David Amelech actually fashioned the hole. So, Rabbi Yohanan says it was done by Akadosh Baruch Hu. So, Tosfot answers that you have to say that there's two different opinions in what Rabbi Yohanan said. Two different rabbis that had different opinions of what Rabbi Yohanan said. Obviously, this pedic is going with the opinion that was done. Rabbi Yosef Omer. We have a bright up. Rabbi Yosef says, 
Shittin mechulalin veyordin ad tehom. The Shittin, these uh, holes, they actually are hollow, they go all the way down to the tomb, to the depths of the earth, Shana Imar, because we have a Pasuk. The Pasuk is actually in Yeshaya. Ashira na lididi. Literally means, I will sing a song to my beloved one. Shirat dodi. Lididi to my friend. Shirat dodi, a song to my beloved one. Lecharmo, regarding his uh, vineyard. And the song is, Kerem lididi. My friend had a Kerem, a vineyard. Bekerem ben shaman. In the place called ben shaman. Vayazekehu. He built a fence around it. Vayazekehu. He took the stones off the field, and he planted roots over there, and he built a fortress in between, and he planted the Yaakov, Yaakov is the uh, vine, he placed in it, now the Gemara is going to explain what the context of this Pasuk is referring to, but let's read Rashi first, Rashi says, who's this Pasuk referring to? I'm singing a song regarding my beloved one, who's a Kalat Baruchu, and in his place I will uh, uh, call out to him on this subject. Regarding God's vineyard. Now, where's this Ben Shaman? Now why is it called Ben Shaman? Zavita Shemena. It's the corner of the world that is the most fertile or the most uh, rich. Mikol Arasot. So Yeshaya is saying, I'm singing a song regarding the vineyard that my beloved one God planted in Kerem Ben Shaman, in the corner of the fertile world, which is Eris Israel. Vayazekehu. Banadahem Arim. So God built cities. Bitsurot, Makufot, and Atayim that had uh, 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 walls around them and doors, Ubriyah. And uh, bolts, locks, kitabat. Uh, a, 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 a ring is called in Aramaic, but Iska. Now we'll see what these walls refer to. And he took the stones out. God removed all the nations of the world away from the Jewish people. That the Jewish people do not have to sit. Uh, that the Goyim should not uh, sit in their lands. Otherwise the Goyim are going to cause us to sin. So God put the wall around us. He got rid of all the stones, all the Goyim. And he planted vineyards. So she says, He didn't plant the tree itself. He planted the roots. What's the roots? Why is the better that's compared to the roots? Shushurshan mm-hmm. That's the source and the root. Shemahabibam Lefnamakum. That's what makes the Jewish people beloved in front of a Baruch. The fact that we go and we have the Beta Megdash. Vaibin Megdal Betoko. What's the Megdal? That fortress. Zem is Bayah. That's referred to the altar. Ha'asuike Megdal Oz. That's built like a fortress. Vegam Yakiv Hasebo. And he also put a, a Yakiv. He uh, planted a. A vineyard in it. Be'otom migdal. In that migdal, meaning in the Mizbeach, Yakev. Now what is the Yakev? The Rashi says, Hubor. That's referring to a pit. Like a wine vat. Yakev, a wine vat. Hafar. Okay? Now, what is it referring to? In the Mizbeach, I built a bor. This bor is referring to the... <coughs> the Shitin. That they built under the uh, Mizbeach. Ve'etel surek zebet ha-migdash. Gemara. Ve'etel surek.
these roots, what was the roots referring to? That's the building of the Beit HaMikdash. Ve'i ben Mikdash betocho ze mezbeyah. Ve'gam yakem hasebo elu ashitin. Now, Tosfot understands that this opinion is arguing on the opinions before. Because here it's saying that they built the mezbeyah. Now, who built the mezbeyah? Human beings built the mezbeyah. It was fashioned by human beings. Not by Kadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, just like human beings built the mezbeyah, they also built the shitin under the ground. So that's a machlok between the Opinion was saying now, the opinions we mentioned above. Right, but when you get to the Mizbeah, the Mizbeah was done by Adam. It was not done by uh, uh, Baruch Hu. So therefore, once you get to the Mizbeah, it was done by uh, uh, human beings. That's the way I want to learn it. They dug it until the dome. They dug it until the dome, right? Until underground. Tanya, Amar bin Azad bin Tzadok. Rabbi Azad bin Tzadok said, Lul katan haya ben kevesh la mezbeyah. There was a lul. <coughs> we'll call it maybe a compartment. A small compartment space. or space between the kevesh and the mezbeyah. Bema'aravoshil kevesh. On the western side of the kevesh. Be'ahadlishifayim shana once every 70 years. Be'ahadlishifayim shana once every 70 years. The youngsters of the Kehuna, Yurdin Nisham, would enter that little cavity. Umleketim Misham, and they would collect from there. Yayin Karush, congealed wine. Shedome Le'egule Debera, that would congeal and look like a cake of pressed figs. Uba'in, and they would come. Vesurfin Oto Bikdusha, and they would burn it. Bikdusha, Shane'emar, Bakodesh, Hasech, Nesech, Shechar, Lashem. Now, before we go further, we have to understand exactly the construction of the Mizbayah again. So, Mizbayah was, let's say, nine Amot high, besides the actual Kenanot, that were an extra Amma. Now, on the southern side of it, you had a Kevish. The Kevish was 16 Amma wide, okay, with coming across, and 32 Amma long. Okay, and it rolls on an incline up to nine amot to the top of the Mizbayah. Now that being said, the uh, Kevish itself did not reach the end of the Mizbayah. There was a little air space between the end of the Kevish and the Mizbayah. So Mahalo exactly how much air space was there. Now, uh, they learned that from the Sukim that it had to be built that way because it says that just like you sprinkled the blood, you would throw the blood onto the Mizbayah, so they make a case that you also would throw the meat on the Mizbayah, implying that from the top of the Kebish there was a little gap, so you had to toss the meat onto the Mizbayah. They learned that from Pesukim. Now, according to this opinion, on the western side of the Kebish, actually eight Amot, right in the center of the Kebish, because the Kebish is 16 Amma wide, so right in the center, which is the eight Amma going west, there was a gap of air over there, space, and they had a little lul over there. A lul is like a, uh, what do we say, a compartment or a space, and it was walled. They walled that area in, and that's where the wine used to settle. Now, it would collect there. Now, since it's landing on the marble, so it doesn't uh, have a place to where it can get swallowed in. This opinion doesn't know that there was a tomb. So it just got collected in the marble. So from time to time, as they were pouring the wine on the Mizbeah on a daily basis, eventually it would fill up. So there wouldn't be any more space to pour 
the wine. So they would have to clean it out. So they would send in a young Kohen. I'm assuming that the reason why it was a young Kohen so he could fit in that uh, area. So he could fit in that space over there and it would congeal over time. So then they would take it out and since it has a deen of Kodesh, because bottom one this was Yayin of uh, the Nisuch, it was Kodesh, I don't care if it congealed. So then what the Torah says, or we'll learn from Pesukim, that they had to take it and burn it in Biktusha, meaning in Dazara. They weren't able just to burn it anywhere they wanted. So you treat it with Tushah. That's basically according to this opinion. Now let's read Rashi. Tibura Matchil Lul. Aruba. Aruba like an area that was went from the top of the Mizbeah all the way to the floor. Ben Kevish la Mizbeah. Hakevish or Ko la Midbet. Right? The Kevish is 32 Amma in length. Um Meshapeya Veonetet Amot. Right, and it has the incline up to nine amma. Aja shavela mizbeach till it gets to the top of the mizbeach. Ve'lo ayar roshom mechubal mizbeach. The top of the kevish did not reach the actual mizbeach. Ela avir meat mavsik bentayim. Kedama ben bezevachim says ve'asita olotecha habasar ve'adam. The Torah compares the basar and the dam. Ma dam bezrika af basar bezrika. Just like you throw the Blood, so you would throw the basad. That means there was an airspace in between. Alamata avir yesh ben kevish lamizbeach. The oto avir karui ben kevish lamizbeach. That's what's called. It's called ben kevish lamizbeach. The lulaya be oto avir. There was a little compartment in that airspace. Be ma'aravosh el kevish be shmona amot ma'arabit. On the eight amot to the west of the kevish, shel kevish a kevish rahabot et zainama. The kevish itself. Width-wise was 16 amma, the mezrach lemarav, east to west. The oto chalas and the sechim yordim l'tochos shen nasit bedromit marabit shemizbeach. The nesachim were done in the southwestern corner. Umukaf abam mechisot ad karkaito, which means that lul was walled, like four walls, it was like a compartment. Okay, the karkaito shel nitzpat shayish. And the floor was made out of marble. Ve'enayayin, the blachsham. Obviously the water, the wine does not get uh, absorbed into the marble. Ve'chol neskeyayin shilkola shilay yordim sham. All the wine would end up in that spot. Ve'aytana litle sheyush shitin yordim ab tehom. Obviously this opinion doesn't hold that it went into the tehom. Because if it went into the tehom, there's no residual. Nothing's uh, collecting. It just keeps on draining out into the tehom. Ve'achamin lekaman. Pirhekehuna yeladim kohanim. Those were the small kohanim. Yayin karush. That it began to spoil and congeal. The Surfin Otobik Dusha, Pimkom Kadosh. She learns Surfin Otobik Dusha in a place that was Kadosh, meaning Bazara. They would empty it out from the Shitin. She points out that was Asud as well. You cannot benefit from it because it was Kodesh. Now, how do you know that you have to? It means from the lul, no? Yeah, from the lul. From, from the shitin that went in. From the shitin that went into the lul. I see they went into the shitin and landed in the lul somewhere. Right, exactly. Right, that's what ended up. They didn't go to the tomb. Right? They didn't go to the tomb. They just ended up in this lul. Shnei Amar, next to the shitin, Bakodesh HaSech. Now, it says Bakodesh in the Kodesh HaSech. That you would pour it in the Kodesh. Now, the shitin says, Hekish Senefal Nisucho. We're going to have a kish in the burning and the pouring. What's the case? The Gemara says, "The Kodesh is Kalashim. Kishem shenisucho bekdusha, kach serefato bekdusha." And we'll see where the case is. But the Gemara is just telling us the bottom line. Just like the pouring it is done in kedusha, so the burning of it is also done bekdusha. Tap Rashi. 
לא יעליף מהאחה, אלא ששרפתו בקדושה ולא בחל, חוץ לעזרה. All you learn from over here is where you burn it. That you burn it in the Azara, in a place of Kodesh. Aval, Hotsa'ato Misham, but the fact that you have to extract it from there, Psitale. That, I don't need a person to teach me that. Kedesh lo yitmaleh velo yitzarich kenao. I'm just going to overflow. So therefore, the Rashi is telling you, at least in this Rashi, that the Hekesh is really only coming to teach us, how do you know you have to burn it b'makom kadosh? But the fact that you have to clear it out, that's already a sevara. So the Gemara says, Me'e mashma, where's the mashma'ut that serefa and nesicha are similar in the sense that it's both by kodesh? Amar avina atya kodesh kodesh, avina kesh, kodesh kodesh. There's Rashi, ketiv ha'achat, it says by the nesachim, b'kodesh hasech nesach, uchtiv atam, by the kurbanot, it says, v'sarafta et anotar ba'esh, lo ya'achel, so you see, what do you do with the korban, the leftovers? It's Kodesh. And the Torah says what? You burn it. Now where do you burn it? Obviously you burn it in a Bakom Kadosh. So to by Nesech, where it says the word Kodesh, it's also introducing to us that when you burn it, you also have to burn it in Bakom Kadosh. So it's really a Hekesh, Kodesh, Kodesh from Korbanon. Let's read the Rashi. Atya Kodesh, Kodesh. Ve'ika lememar. נמד במצוות הוצאתו ושרפתו מאחה יליף. הנרשי says something different over here now. הנרשי says over here we're not going to only learn that you uh, burn it במקום קדוש, but now that Jesus will also learn the מצוות הוצאה from this. Which seems a reversal to what she said in the first נרשי. The first נרשי we just read told us that הוצאה is a סבלה. I know it, I'm just going to get filled up. I don't, have to, I don't need a person to teach me, I have to empty it out. But in this Rashi, Rashi is telling you, So the Chaurah Rashi is sotet himself. This is actually the question of the Maharam. So the Maharam explains in Rashi like this. And I read, Kavanat Rashi hi, Shamakshe lo huksha lo et otsa'at anesachim minayin lo. Which means, when the Gemara was asking, according to the Bilazah Barabi Tzadok, that said they would empty it out every 70 years, and they would congeal, and all that, the Gemara just wanted to know, how do you know you have to burn it by Kodesh? How do you know it has to be burnt in the Azara? So therefore, as she's saying, in the Hazah, I mean, at least when the question was asked, we're not looking for a source, how do you know you emptied it out? How do you know you emptied it out? That's a Sevara. But once already, you're giving us the answer... And you're telling me you have a pasuk that says Bakodesh uh, by the Korbanot So then already I'll learn from there Everything I'll learn from the Hekesh Not only that you have to burn it But once already you're learning you have to burn it That means you have to take it out In order to burn it So then I'll learn even the taking out Which means the Maharam telling it That she wasn't bothered in the beginning Because in the beginning we weren't looking for a source Of how do you have to take it out In the beginning we just learned How do you have to burn it Bakodesh <laughs> Now once the Gemara gives the answer of the Akesh, now already once you have this Akesh, you can even learn the, the, the taking out from the Pasuk as well. Comes the Gemara and says, Keman Azla Haditnan. Who is the following Mishnah going like? Nisachin, regarding the Yayin that's used for Nisachin, but Tehila Mu'alin Bahim. Which means there's me'ila by this yain. Me'ila means you're not allowed to use it for personal use. And if you use it for personal use, you transgress the sin of me'ila. Now, in the beginning, once you designate the wine for the nisuch, at that point, it's subject to the laws of me'ila. However, yardu le shitin, 
once you pour it into the holes of the Mizbeach, and it gets to the bottom, in Mu'alin Dahim. Finished, there's no more made Once the Mitzvah is done, so now even if you were to benefit from it, you didn't transgress the sin of Ma'ilah. Now that is indeed a Mishnah. Now that she tells you why, She'en Be'em Shum Surah Once they land in the base of the Mizbeah, in the Dome, there's no purpose, you did the Mitzvah already. So we want to know, who's the author of that Mishnah? So the Gemara says, Lema Rabbi Azar Bar Tzadoki. Let us say it's the opinion of Rabbi Azar Bar Tzadok. Why? Which means, according to the banan, how could you ever benefit? They're never coming back. It goes all the way into the tom. The only opinion that you have a question that you might be able to use the wine is that Azabi Sadok that says there was a lul, right? There was that compartment where the wine was there. So, in that opinion, it's saying that the wine, once it's poured into the shitin, you could benefit from it. It's only enough kaminan to be Azabi Sadok. Because according to the banan, what do you mean? Once you put it in the mizbeach, it's gone. It goes to the tom. So the Gemara says, no, afilu tema banan. I can even tell you that it's going like to the banan, but the iklat. Yeah, it's talking about a case where some of the wine was caught. And therefore, yeah, it's in that spot. And therefore, that wine over there, we're discussing, there is no na'ilah. Granted, the majority of the wine is going to fall into the tomb. It's no she'ilah. But in the case of the iklat, where the wine was collected, so that's where we have the she'ilah. Ve'ika There's another version of this Gemara. Le'ma'rabbanani. Let us say that the opinion that says that once you drop it into the mizbeah, there is no na'ilah, let us say it's really the opinion of Rabbanan. Now, how can it be Rabbanan? Because Iklat, which means you, you collected it. Velo Rabbi Azar Rabbi Tzadok. And it's not Rabbi Azar Rabbi Tzadok. Why? We just learned the court of Azar Tzadok 70 years later when you took it out of the Lul and it was congealed, it was Kodesh. Why? Because he said you have to burn it. Bakodesh. So how could the Mishnah over here tell us that right after you pour it into the Mizbeah, there's no Mi'ilah. Can't be called like the Mizbeah Sadok. The Mizbeah Sadok said it's Kodesh even 70 years later. So it seems it retains its Kedushah. To that, the Gemara says, I can even tell you it's going like the Mizbeah Sadok. En lecha davar shena'asa mitzvato umu'alim bo. Fact. Once the Mizbeah is done, there is no Mi'ilah. And even Abil Azab has to subscribe to that. <coughs> Aye, but what did he say? It's Kodesh. So the explanation that she says is that she, the Buddha Matheel, Ika de Amri Lema, had the Tani Yerdu the Shitin in Mu'alin the Banani. I can taste the rabbis, the Eklat, in Mu'alin, the end by Mata Surakavo, the Ira Bil Azar, I can't be Kushatai Kaim. What do you mean? There's still Kodesh, the Kamas, Sophino to Mikusha, Alma, Kedusha to Alem, the Vice Refa. Shinasit Mitzvato, the Nisuho, who Ikar Mitzvato. The Kirashi here. That she's telling us the Ikar Mitzvah Nisuch is what? The pouring. Now, granted, there's also Mitzvah Serefa, which is a, 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 part of the Nisuch, is the two parts. It's the Nisuch, and then once it congeals, years later, you gotta, gotta burn it. But once you did the Nisuch, already the Mitzvah is done enough that there's not gonna be Mi'ilah. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't continue the mitzvah. Meaning you'll have to take whatever's left over and, and burn it to continue the process. But enough of the mitzvah was done that will take the me'ilah off. Therefore, the first let's say took that congealed wine now, according to the me'ilah and used it, there's not going to be me'ilah. But what? There is a mitzvah to burn it in the Kodesh. Because
because there's a mitzvah to burn it in the Kodesh. That's part of the mitzvah of the Yisukayai. But not that you'd be Mo'el. I mean, there's two stages. There's a stage of pouring on the Mitzvah, and then the later on there's a mitzvah of one day to take it and burn it in the Azara. But not that you're going to be Hayab Me'ilah. Because once you do the Ikar Mitzvah, which is the pouring on the Mitzvah, then already the Me'ilah goes off. Ar Shlakish, the Shlakish said, at the time that they pouring the wine on the Mizbeach, Wow, they would actually clog up the holes. Which means they wanted a backup. They wanted the wine to collect on the Mizbeach. Right? And then afterward, it would, it would collect, they would open up the uh, holes, and it would drain. Why would they do that? So the Torah says it has to be Shekhar. So the Gemara is going to be Doresh, the word Shekhar. The word Shekhar is a Lashon of drinking. Lashon Sibia, a Lashon that also refers to satiation. Lashon Shekhrut. And a Lashon of Shekhar is uh, in their drunkenness. Now, what does this mean? So the explanation is we want the Mizbeah to look like it's drinking. In a satiated way, to, to even shikrut. Uh, How do you do that? You clog up the holes, so now the wine's collecting. So now it has a big, uh, a lot of wine on the mizbeach, and then you open it up, and already it drinks it in big gulps, which means it's satiated. If you're just going to pour it and leave it open, it trickles into the holes. By letting it collect, now you open the whole night of Mizbeach's drinking. Because when you drink with big gulps, you get satiated, to get what I was going to say. And it's done in a in, in, in such a way. So we learn from over here. When a person gets satiated from wine, when a person gets satiated from wine, it's from his throat. Meaning it's because he takes big gulps. We're giving you a rule. When you're drinking wine, if you sip it, you're not going to get full. But if you and you're not going to get drunk, you're not going to get uh, feel. But if you take big gulps, then already uh, you have the satiation. Amar Abbas, or Abbas says from this, Banan, a scholar, a young Tamir Hakam, Telone Fishele Hamra, he doesn't have a lot of wine, so what should he do? Let him take a big gulp because he wants to get satiated. So if he's going to sip, he's not going to feel it. So I tell you, Tamir Akam was a poor guy. He doesn't have too much wine. Take one big gulp. At least you'll feel the satiation. That she says, Right? Uh, with, big, uh, with big gulps. And uh, the Mepharshim uh, explained, uh, what was he referring to? The Tamir uh, Hakam. So I saw over here from the uh, according to that she explanation is uh, that he's telling the Tamir Hakam for his benefit. He doesn't have too much wine, so drink it in a way that'll benefit from it. So how do you drink the wine? You know, one shot where you have a big gulp, and all that you'll feel uh, you'll feel the satiation. You'll get hana. But the Aruch Lanir was the one that said Hamra Virehane Pekhin. Wine, good wine, and good smell makes a person smart. And therefore, that's why he was giving the advice to the Tamid HaKamim. She's a Tamid HaKam that normally drinks wine, because we say that the wine is beneficial for his wisdom, but you got to drink it in the right way. So we drink it in one shot. Comes the Gemara and says, Daraas Rabah. Rabah said it in Rasha. What does it mean in the Pasuk? Ma yafu pe'amayich bane'alim bat nadiv. Literally, how... Beautiful are your footsteps in the shoes, but Nadiv, the daughter of the generous one. Ma yafu pa'amotehem she Israel. How beautiful are the footsteps of B'nai Israel, 
At the time that they would go up to Yerushalayim during the <coughs> regal, during the holidays. But Nadiv, the daughter of the generous one, Bitoshil Abraham Abinu. We are considered the daughter of Abraham Abinu, Shinikra Nadiv. Who Abraham is called a Nadiv. A um, Nadiv is the one that volunteers himself. Shinemar Nidive Amim Neesafu. It says the volunteers of the nations of the world came and gathered Am Elohe Abraham. The nation of Abraham. So the Gibra Elohe Abraham, Elohe Ishaq Yaakov, Elohe Abraham, Shayat Tehila Legirim. Which means Abraham, he was the first convert himself, and he subsequently brought other converts to monotheism. So there was a Nidibe Amim Neesafu. A lot of nations of the world, volunteers gathered. Who did they gather as a result of? Of the teachings of Abraham. Am Elohe Abraham. So it was called the nation of. Abraham. So the Gemara's making a comparison between those people that went up to Yerushalayim on the Regal. Says, The daughter of Abraham. Now the question is, what's the connection between the Galim and uh, Abraham Abinu? So the Maharsha uh, <coughs> over here explains that the connection is that Abraham was also the first one to make Aliyah Regal. Why? Because he went to the Bakom and Megdash and made Akedat Yitzchak. So therefore, just like he was considered Tahilal Agirim, because he was the first one to convert and subsequently bring other converts back, so therefore they say, but Nadiv, so how beautiful are the Jews that go up to Yerushalayim, as a result of Avraham Abinu was the first one, but Nadiv was the, was the daughter of Abraham, which is the Jewish people who also was the first at something else. He was also the first at bringing the nations <coughs> back. Comes the Gemara and continues. Tana debe Rav Anan. My dechtiv. What does it mean in the pasuk? Hamukei rechayich. That's referring to the thighs that are concealed. Lama nimshnu debe Torah ki yirich. Why is the Torah compared to a thigh? Lomar lekatetichu ma yirich baset. Just like a person's thigh is usually concealed. After the Torah basetir. So too the Torah should be basetir. Now, what does this mean, Besetir? So someone explained, this is referring to Setre Torah. That when a person is learning uh, Kabbalistic things in Zohar, so he should learn it, Besetir. Now, in the Rishit Chokmah, the Rishit Chokmah writes, Halomid Besetir, people that learn uh, in private, without the fanfare, Zohesh Lemudom Etkayim Beyado. They remember their learning. Wow. However, it's brought down that when you do learn, you should learn out loud. Not too much besetted, because by learning out loud, it's a sigulat to remember your learning, and also for arichut yamim. It should be noted that the Midrash says that things that are done in public with fanfare do not have success. I remind you of the first luchot that were given with fanfare and shofarot and noise and pomp. What happened to those luchot? They were broken. Of the second luchot that were given on Yom Kippur, they were done very quietly, and those became the keepers. So you see over here, things that are done beset quietly under the radar, they indeed have a berachan. The Ask a person what's good in life. What does God want from you? He wants you to do justice. Love, kindness, chesed. And walk modestly with your God. And now the Gemara explains. Gemara says, Asot Mishpat Ze Hadin. 
which means God wants you to love justice, asumo, to do justice, these are deen, these are things that are logical. Things that even if you didn't have the Torah, you do the medicine. Anyway, honesty, acting in a fair way, etc. Things that are logical things. God wants you to be asot mishpat, to do justice. Ahabat chesed, what is Ahabat chesed? Love of chesed, zu gemilut hasadim. Okay, this is referring to doing kindness. Vatsnei alechet imelohecha, and walk modestly with God, zu hotsa'at hamet, this is referring to going to a funeral to bury the dead, vachnasat kala lechupah, and bringing a kala into the chupah. Now, what is this, had the hakamim get from the pasuk, vatsnei alechet, to do these two mitzvot modestly. At all the 613 mitzvot, where they get Achnasat uh, Kala and Hotsa'at Amen. So that she says, Hotsa'at Amen and Achnasat Kala, Dekhtib Behu Lechet. Because in a Pasuk in Kohelet, by these two mitzvot, the word Lechet is used. Tov la Lechet il Bet Avel. Shilmos is better to go to a house of mourning. Melechet il Bet Mishteh. And therefore the Pasuk says, Ovevatsneya Lechet. Right? In the places of Lechet, do it modestly. What does that mean, do it modestly? So that she continues. She's when you go to the wedding, don't overindulge and, uh, you know, eat, overeat. Even when you're being Sameah, do it in measure. Don't make lightheadedness of yourself. Which means don't become a spectacle. Which means at a wedding, even at a wedding, you have to be Mr. You shouldn't let yourself go wild. Now, the issue or a different interpretation, how the Tzini'ut applies at a wedding. Let's say they're coming for a collection. They need to collect for a poor man that died. He needs money for the burial service. Or they're collecting money for to marry off, let's say, a poor girl. Do it. Don't, don't, don't talk so much. Do it uh, modestly. Don't do it in a pompous way. Don't tell people that don't know, oh, look what I did. I made this wedding. Look, I paid for the uh, funeral. Now, these items, a wedding and a funeral, the Gemara is going to say, are normally items that are done publicly. And still the Torah is telling you, on your public mitzvot, you have to do it low-key. All the more so on the private things that you should keep them low-key. So the Gemara says, And what things that are normally done for example, like a funeral or a wedding, the Torah says what? Do it modestly. All the most of things that are normally done. For example, as she gives an example, you're not collecting for a wedding. Collecting for a wedding, everybody knows about. Here, you're collecting for a private ani, where it's collecting money, you know, quietly. You shouldn't go around and say, yeah, I gave money to this uh, poor guy over here. You shouldn't uh, boast about it and talk about it. As opposed to collecting money for a in kala, the fish Everybody knows what's going on, and that because it's a public item. That's what he's saying. Also has to be done. You shouldn't boast about it, talk about it, make the uh, the fanfare. Now, uh, the Mefarshim say over here, Rabbi Vaveh Abudim, and we'll conclude with this. 
He says the following: You should sit alone in your house, just studying the halakha. Umalak gedola izum ishum shaliyadek ken yinatzil ma'averot shem adam nachaveru. You don't get involved with the people. Vechen mitkadesh v'machshavad iburu ma'asel. Elevate himself in these levels. V'nitzum kol tavot ha'olam. And ba'yedeze zochil giduy ha'or shem Torah. And then he gets the kedushah, which means it's an eye. You don't have to do it in public. And the shem uh, Shemuel says over here uh, that that's why. Esav was so successful at being a rasha because he hid his nishot. Do you remember Esav outwardly gave the impression that he was a tzaddik? But inwardly, he acted like a rasha, but it was concealed. And anything that's concealed succeeds. And therefore, even Esav's nishot had success because he did not do it in an open way. And then Ba'alek Kabbalah explained, once you do something... In the open way, the Hitsonim and the Kilipot, they're able to, to jump on it, they're able to destroy it. But things that are done, like I say, below the radar, so nobody knows about it, and therefore it cannot be affected and jeopardized by these uh, forces. That continues. Greater is a person that does sedaqah, charity, even more than all bringing all the korbanot, the sacrifices. Shene emar, sedaqah umishpat, nivhar lahashem mizabah. She's a person that does sedaqah umishpat. The double language sedaqah mishpat means his sedaqah is done bimishpat. Meaning the charity that he's giving is given righteously, properly, meaning it's from honest money. is more precious than even Korbanot. Mm-hmm. Greater is doing acts of kindness and benevolence. Even than giving charity. The Pasuk says, So, S-O-W, plant your sedaqah, but reap it according to the chesed. Now, obviously sedaqah is being called ziri'ah, and chesed is being called kisirah. What's the difference? So the Gebarah says, Imadam if a person plants sefek ochel, sefek en ochel. It's questionable if he's going to benefit. He's going to eat or not eat. Why? Something can happen to the plants before they grow. Blythe or any type of, uh, of uh, damage. And therefore, it's a questionable if he's going to benefit. However, Adam Kotzer, once a person reaps, that's the final product. But die ochel. Certainly he eats, which means tzedakah is referred to ziri'ah, while chesed is referred to ketzirah. Okay? So comes the Gemara and continues. The tzedakah is not paid. The reward for tzedakah is only according to the measure of chesed that is in the tzedakah. Yes, you plant your tzedakah, but the reap, the reward, the chesed, is according to the chesed. Now, what does this mean? So let's read Rashi. First wide line. Well, the giving is the tzedakah. The Torah, who are chesed. But the... Uh, 
the Torah, the effort that you make to give the tzedakah, that's the chesed. Kegon modichal lebeto, you bring it to the house of the poor person, or toreyach shetaale lo leherbe, or you're analyzing and figuring out ways how the ani will get the most benefit from what you're planning on giving him. Kegon noten lo pat afuya, you give him baked bread. Right, so you save the Ani money, he doesn't have to break it, you're giving him immediate satisfaction, or bigger than Bosch, or you're analyzing, <clears throat> and you give him a certain clothes for him to wear. And the actual analyzing of it, which is the winter's coming, what did he need, a pair of gloves, boots, etc., that already <clears throat> is part of the mitzvah of Sadaqah. As a matter of fact, the Gemara, that's the main mitzvah. Yeah. Or you see that the price of wheat is low, so you say now's a good time to give him money. So he'll be able to get uh, value for his dollar. So instead he doesn't have to uh, waste money. Which is the person really considers what's beneficial to the Ali. That's where the tzedakah is really paid in the reward. It's the chesed in the giving the tzedakah. Comes the Gemara and says further. <coughs> We have a devarim in three ways. Doing acts of kindness is greater than even giving charity. How? Well, charity only applies to money. You use your money to give sedaka. Whereas gemilut chasadim can be done not only with money. For example, you lend a person uh, money or something like that, but it can also be done big For example, you eulogize somebody, that's a chest that you do with your body. Or you go to a wedding and you have some hat hatan vekala. So these are mitzvot that doesn't entail any money, but you're doing them with your body. That she says, Gemut chasdim bin begufo kegon, maspid lemet. Eulogizing a myth, nos'o, you carry the myth, kovro, burying the myth, v'sameh hadan, or melaveh havero baderech, or you escort your friend on the road. That's also a chesed that you're doing with your body, right? Sedakah, I'm sorry, and ben memamono, rashi, malvelo ma'ot, right, you can lend somebody money, that's also a chesed, mash'ido kelimu behemah, or you lend him vessels, or the behemah to use, etc., Sedaka <laughs> only benefits the poor people. Gimilut Hasadim Ben Laaniim Ben Laashirim. It's obvious, which means Sedaka uh, you don't give to a rich person. Sedaka you only give to a poor man. However, everybody benefits from Gimilut Hasadim. Even the rich person can be the recipient of Hasid. Sedaka Lahaim. Charity is only for the living. Kemilut hasadim, ben lahayim, ben lemetim. Acts of kindness, you can even do an act of kindness to somebody that's deceased, like we said. <coughs> Burying, etc. Those things will benefit him as well. Now the uh, Gaon uh, Maharsha over here says that Gemilut hasadim applies also to the Aniim. Right? So we explain simply that the Aniim also could do chesed. Which means not only uh, rich people do chesed, but the gemilut hasadim is ben la'ashirim, ben la'anim. So uh, the Maharsha says that the ani himself can involve himself in doing chesed when he receives charity. How? By making himself available 
to the rich man to receive the charity. Sometimes a person wants to give charity, uh, but the poor man doesn't make himself available, and the rich man has to search for him. So the Ani is doing a chesed to the rich man by making it easier for him to, to find him. That's why the Gemara Shabbat says, the two letters in the alphabet that are uh, next to each other, Gimal Dalit. So the Gemara says, Gimol Dalim. Right, do hasten to the poor people. But if you look at the the leg of the dalid is facing towards the gimal. So the Gemara says, why is the leg of the dalid slanted towards the gimal? So the Gemara says, that the poor man should make himself available close to the rich man in order to make it easier for the rich man to give the tzedakah. So that's a hasten that the poor man does in that as well. The gaon. Uh, ben Ishai says that the way you spell the word Hesed, but the Nikudot under Hesed is a Segol. Mm-hmm. Segol is the three dots. So he says that's why they do three dots, because Hesed is greater than Sedakah in three ways. So therefore the Segol alludes to the uh, three ways. <coughs> Comes the Gemaran continues. Ve'amar bil Azar. Anybody that's involved in Sedaqah, in charity and Mishpat is justice. It's as if he fills the entire world with Hesed. Now we'll see what this means, but the Gemara quotes of Pasushan Emar, Ohev Sedaqah U Mishpat, Hesed Adonai Baleahares. A person that loves Sedaqah U Mishpat giving charity, justice. So what does he do? At the end, he fills the entire world with chesed. Now, uh, the simple interpretation means that the Kadosh Baruch Hu, when he sees people that are involved in such chesed, so the whole world now becomes filled with chesed. The Kadosh Baruch Hu has mercy on the world. It invokes midata chesed, not only on the person that uh, is giving the tzedakah, but the entire world now is filled with chesed. So the Gemara says... <coughs> Maybe you're going to say, that she understands this to mean, and we quote that she, literally anybody that wants to jump in, can jump in, meaning, which is, you think anybody can have the zikhut to be a lover of Sadaqah and Hayasin and God will make uh, people readily available to him that he can help people that are worthy to be helped you think anybody gets the zikhut you think anybody just who wants to be a Ohev Sadaqah can benefit Tamud Lomar so the Gemara says Mayakar Hastecha Elohim how precious how rare is your Hesed Elohim so that she says Tamud Lomar Mayakar Sarikh Latet Lev Vilirdoah which means it's precious. It's not so available that you could just do Sadaqah or Mishpat. Because there are a lot of fakers, a lot of people that are not worthy. So to really be Ohev Sukkot the right way, it's rare. Because you don't always find the people that are Muganim. So don't think it is so easy. So the Gemara says, Yachol Af Shamayim. So the Mephaim explain over here in Rashi's Derech, which means, let's say you have a guy who's Yireh Shamayim. Does God make it difficult for him as well to do Hesed? 
Talmud Domar Vehesed Hashem Me'olam Ve'adolam Al Yireav No, for the Yireh Shamayim For the God-fearing person God makes the Chesed readily available for him In order to find people that are worthy to help And therefore by his Chesed He'll fill the entire world with Chesed as well That's the way that she understands However, there's a, a beautiful interpretation From the Ayun Yaakov He says like this And I quote Hayam Akum Lomar I might have thought like this Even if the giver of tzedakah Is a sinner I might have thought that right. I might have thought Doesn't matter who the giver is As long as the guy is So the world will be filled with chesed So the Pesach says Now we know That Elohim Is midat Elohim is judgment. Since the person that's giving the tzedakah is a ba'al avera, ve'hareu nidon b'midat Elohim, chubidat adin, harea chesed yakar avuro, which means for this person, ma yakar hasdecha, the chesed is rare. Because a person that's a ba'al avera that gives tzedakah is not going to benefit from the chesed of Hashem. My yakar the chesed is rare to the giver. Why? Elohim. Instead it's going to be judgment. He's not going be able to bring the midat of chesed to the whole world. Only the righteous people. You see, by the tzaddikim it says, Those that love so the question, To them, the chesed we filled. So the Gemara asked the question, What's the question? So he explains the ayun Yaakov Hainu sheet etu yiras shamayim. Let's see if a guy is yiras shamayim. Achlo asas the kavah chesed. He's not involved in the kavah chesed. He learns, you know, he has fear of God, but he's not involved in the chesed. Will he also have the zechut to fill the world with chesed? So the Gemara says, Vechesed Adonai me'olav. Which means Jirat Shamaim alone is able to bring the Hesed around the world, just like the one who's Ohef Umishpad. In any event, the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, The Amar, Amar of Hama Bar Papa, Kol Adam Shiyesh Alav Hen, a person that has. A charm or a certain grace. It's known, it's fact, he must be a God fearing person. Which is on the God fearing people, God puts a chesed on them. God puts a certain <coughs> charm or a certain grace on them that they liked. Uh, the Pininim uh, Yikarim explains according to this principle. The pasuk that says by Yosef in Bereshit, it says, "En sar beta sohar roe et kol meuma biyado baasher Hashem ito." Literally, it says the warden of the prison <coughs> that Yosef was in. He doesn't see anything. Eno et kol meuma biyado. Didn't see anything in the hands of Yosef because God was with him. So he says like this: "Shekasher asar beta sore tahen shel Yosef." He saw Yosef had a certain charm to him. The pasuk says that he had charm. Must be Yiras Shamayim. 
So the wow. warden, when he saw that he has a certain charm, he said, must be this man over here. He says, must be he's innocent, that he didn't do anything bad. He must have not committed the crime that they convicted him for. It was a false libel, libel uh, claim. He didn't see anything in him, meaning he said, this man has no sin. You know why? Because God is with him, meaning he had a certain charm. And therefore he said, this man jirat shamayim. Therefore there was a proof to the warden that he did not sin. Comes the Gemara and continues, Rabbi Azar. Rabbi Azar says, my dikhtiv. What does it mean when it says in the Pasuk, Piha Pateha Bechokmah, the Torah Chesed, Alishona? The Pasuk in Mishle talks about a certain Torah that's called Torah Chesed. So the Gemara says, Vichi Yesh Torah Shil Chesed, the Yesh Torah Shena Shil Chesed. What do you mean? Is there a Torah of Chesed and a Torah that's not Chesed? What is this business, Torah Chesed? Ela Torah Lishma Zui Torah Shil Chesed. Shelo Lishma Zui Torah Shena Shil Chesed. Yes, there's different types of learning. Torah Lishma, where a person studying without any ulterior motives, just to understand the word of Hashem. So that's already called Torah Chesed. However, Torah Ena Shil Chesed, that's somebody that's studying for... Uh, ulterior motives that he has, uh, he has, uh, you know, different agendas exactly why he's studying. Uh, so you see over here uh, that Amban explains that there's different levels of studying uh, Torah Lishma. Uh, some people study Torah in order to get uh, Kavod, so they get a certain amount of reward. Uh, other people study because they're worried about the Onish, right? They're scared about the uh, the punishment, uh, or they want to get Olam uh, uh, Others are studying because. They're not thinking about the reward. They're just because they love a Kadosh Baruch Hu. And then they have the, the highest level is that he leaves all his mundane, physical, doesn't involve himself in any work or any uh, materialistic, and he just studies uh, Torah all day long without any other uh, mission. So that's already the Torah that they're calling it, Torah Chesed. When a person studies totally 100% the Shem Shuan, not to say that Torah that's not Chesed is not valuable, but there's different Madrigot in Torah. That's the, uh, the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avot, the name of Rabbi Meir, that Kol Ha'osek, but Torah Lishma Zochet Edvarim Harbeh. All the blessings that the Hakamim talk about, that Torah showers on a person, that's only said to somebody that studies Torah Lishma. That's the Torah Chesed, which means when you study Torah like that, it's Chesed, and God gives you all the uh, kindness and blessing and shefa and different... Uh, benefits uh, because, of because of the Torah Lishma. Torah Elashil Chesed means God doesn't give you that extra uh, measure of benevolence and goodness, but you do get reward, of course. That's the difference between Torah Lishma and Torah Elashma. <laughs> Comes the Gemara and continues and says, Ikadami, some want to say, Torah Lelameda, Zoe Torah Shil Chesed. Shelo Lelameda, Zoe Torah Shil Chesed. It means depends. If somebody learns Torah and then teaches it, that's Torah Chesed, which is because you're doing uh, you're doing Chesed, right? You're teaching it very good. However, the person that studies Torah for himself doesn't give it over. It's Torah, but it's not Shel Chesed. So the Mefarshim say over here in the Eitz Yosef, the pasuk says, "Piha patecha bechokma." It's the beginning of the pasuk. She opens her mouth with wisdom. Because she wrote, "Sele lamed Torah la'achirim harayu sarich l'fto'ah piv." 
So therefore, Pia Patecha Bechma. He could say it out loud. He could say he could think about it. Umadua beme pia pateha bechma because Torah chesed al lishona. Because since this person's a farm Torah chesed, he has to open his mouth, right? That's the the chesed that he teaches the um, that he teaches others. And the Toldat uh, Adam, he says over here an interesting point. He says when Bnei Yisrael were in the midbar, shiarad man. Right, the man came down. Mm-hmm. Everybody was basically equal yeah. in the midbar. Nice. How did they fulfill the mitzvah sedakah in the midbar? And everybody has really the equal amount. Mm-hmm. A person that was on a higher spiritual level, which means it was done to this type of person of teaching. That's the smarter ones or the more capable ones were teaching the ones that were beneath them. And this is the way they fulfilled. This is indeed Torah Chesed. And this is a Musad for us as well. And Moshe Feinstein is quoted as saying, Shalom, that just like a person has to give 10% of his money to Tzedakah, he also supposed to give 10% of his time to the community, to, to service, to do Chesed to other people as well. And therefore a person should not say that, well, you know, my, my studying Torah, uh, I can go to higher levels. Why am I going to spend time teaching a, uh, someone that's beneath me? It's going to take more for my personal growth. So I heard once a Hadush in the name of Achamazat. may live and be well, always says this Hadush over from the rabbi. The Pasuk, the Gemara says that, If your rabbi is similar to an angel, then already study Torah from him. But if he's not an angel, don't study. So the Hakam says, what do you mean? How, how is a rabbi compared to an angel? So the Hakam said, angels are considered omdim. They're stagnant. An angel cannot elevate. You cannot become a better angel or a worse angel. The level that the angel was created on is the angel <coughs> they stay. Human beings, however, are called mahalchim. They're able to move. They're able to grow, go up, and go down. So therefore, a rabbi has to be mibhinat malach. He has to be willing to stunt his own growth and remain stationary on his level to benefit the students. Which is he has to hold back from his own spiritual elevation in order to elevate the Tamidim. So the Hakam said, if your rabbi is like a malach, then already Torah Tavikim. But if a rabbi is not like a malach, which means he's not interested in teaching the Tamidim. He's using the Tamidim for his own personal growth. He's using the Tamidim as a springboard just to elevate himself. Then already the, the rabbi doesn't have the best interest of the Tamid. Then don't, don't seek Torah from him. And that's what Gabriel says. That's Torah Chesed. Torah Al-Menat Lamed. The Pasuk says, Adam Le'amal Yulad. A person was brought into this world Le'amal. Literally means to work. Everybody has to work. Either you have to work in business, or you have to work in Torah. There's no shortcuts. It's not an easy world. So one of the rabbis said, "La'amal lilmod al menat Adam la'amal yudad. You were brought into this world lilmod al menat And that's why we explain once the Mishnah Perkei Avot that says, "Im lamata Torah harbe." So if a person learned a lot of Torah, 
Don't pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Prince shouldn't say, Oh, look at me, I learned so much Torah. Don't hold it, hold it uh, positive for you. Why? That's what you're created for. A person was created to do this, obviously. You're not doing anything uh, above, uh, beyond the call of duty. This, this is what your purpose is. But we explain the Mishnah a little differently. <laughs> if a person studied a lot of Torah, don't hold that abundance of good to yourself. Nice. That's why you were created. You were created in what Share the wealth. You have to give it out and disseminate the Devre Torah to others. That's what it means. Torah Chesed Al Leshona. Baruch Adonai Amen.